recorded live. Soldier in Romans chapter 8, where it says the Spirit of God will help you with your infirmities when you don't know what to pray about. And we use an illustration about a woman whose kid was coming home from school. He was about to cross the street and suddenly fell back. That was, happened to be the same time she was praying in tongues as the Spirit was giving her the utterance to pray. And so the Spirit will help you to pray about things you don't know about. How about you might not know about what's going on in your relationship, so you might not know about what's happening with your money, and you might not know about why you're not getting this job. And the Holy Spirit says, I'll help you to pray about those things that you don't know about. See, one thing we know about prayer, prayer gives heaven consent to release answers. Consent, or I think we said permit, and when we pray, we can begin to pray about things we don't know about, give, give heaven the consent in tongues, and then the manifestation starts showing up in our life. That's a powerful, powerful, wonderful gift that I want people to begin to understand and to operate in. So it's not this just praying in tongues and acting wild at church. There's actually a purpose for it, that he, the Holy Spirit wants to give you a way to utter prayers and wisdom, hidden wisdom, the Bible says, that you don't know about in your mind, thus pushing you into a supernatural level of operation that you couldn't give consent for because you didn't know about it. So this is wisdom beyond your knowledge. Hallelujah. Wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. Are you understand what I'm saying? So right here he talks about here the fact that, that uh, well, they got it here. I'll read it. He says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries, hidden secrets, secret truths. Now, what are we supposed to do with scriptures like this? Do we throw them away because our religion doesn't receive this or our denomination doesn't receive this? No, I believe the whole word. And I don't want to neglect a part of the word. Okay, because it may be just the part that's going to take me into the supernatural. I don't know about you, but I'm I, I'm ready for supernatural living. I want to live supernatural is something above the natural. Amen. How many are you ready to live above the natural? Well, how can you if you keep ignoring supernatural gifts that have been extended towards us? Amen. Would you agree that any gift has to be received? Well, so likewise the finished works of Jesus Christ that we have by the grace of God has to be received. Now, one of those gifts is praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is so important as far as moving into the supernatural. It's a game changer. It's the difference between you and the average Christian. So, get today's offer entitled The Power of Grace-Based Prayer. I want you to start seeing the relevance of the Holy Spirit in every area of your life. And not just this Christian religious thing you read and hear about on Sunday at church, it will truly change your life. The Bible says whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. You've been given the power. You've been given the authority. Healing has been made available. Take it. Deliverance has been made available. Take it. Your promotion has already been made available. Take it. You have to yield your hands. When you yield your hands to the Holy Ghost, you can heal. When you yield your feet to the Holy Ghost, God can lead you. And when
when you use your tongue to the Holy Ghost, he can provide words for you. Get ready to experience extraordinary results when you pray for yourself and others. In Creflo Dollar's Enlightening Three-Part Series, The Power of Grace-Based Prayer, you'll learn how to command healing and victory in tough situations with the help of the Holy Spirit. You'll also receive the results of prayer testimonials on DVD featuring people like you sharing how they miraculously overcame hardships, along with Understanding the Holy Spirit Within You, a three-part series that reveals how to tap into the supernatural power of God by speaking in tongues, all for a love gift of $50 or more. Or for a gift of any amount, we'll send you the World Changers Inside Look at People Like You in the Results of Prayer testimonials on DVD. Allow God to revitalize your prayer life through this invigorating series. Contact us today. Today's society is full of chaos, confusion, danger, and uncertainty. Some of the things we see happening in the world are downright frightening. But that's why we must put our trust in God and God alone. Because we're under grace, we're free to trust in God and his favor instead of leaning to our own understanding and giving in to fear. Now, I really want you to get a firm grasp of all that God's grace has made available to you. So today I'm giving everyone who contacts us a free copy of one of my most requested messages. This CD will open your eyes to the wonder of God's grace and reveal why it is nothing short of amazing. Call today for one of Creflo Dollar's most thought-provoking messages, Expanding Your Kingdom Life. Creflo Dollar wants to bless you with this free gift and show you how to praise your way to victory. Contact us today. Global missions has always been a high priority and a vital part of World Changers Church International and Creflo Dollar Ministries. We are God's hands and feet in this earth. Along with faithful partners and supporters like you, we work tirelessly to alleviate human suffering in the lives of men, women, and children all over this world. The video you're about to see is just one example of how we're working to bring healing and restoration to these precious people. Watch this. Outside of the box that they put us in, keep shining, shimmering, listening. Illuminate light for the love, and let them know love made his life on the cross. Yeah. I'm saddling up, you keep traveling. I made a connection to, to Crayford Dollar Ministries when I was 16 years old, when I watched Dr. Dollar on the broadcast. And I actually said to my granny that I will work for him one day. And I started with the ministry at the age of 21 and then worked in accounting. Thereafter became the director for the South Africa office. And a few years later, the director for international affairs for Crefford Dollar Ministries. The offices are meeting the day-to-day needs of the nation through Crefford Dollar Global Missions by going to the areas where there's poverty and physically giving them food and items that they do need for the day-to-day living. We also provide them with infrastructure by upgrading their current infrastructure. We're also building houses. Well, a story of a specific child that gripped me was when I visited the Liberia orphanage. And um, when we went to the orphanage, I had a little girl follow me everywhere I went. And I just wanted to take her home with me. But it was so amazing because she just desired someone to love her. And she followed me everywhere to such a degree where I just ended up picking her up and carrying her with me because she made such an impact. She just desired to be loved. 
Well, firstly, I want to say thank you to our partners for making it possible. Making it possible for us to have all these options, missions, outreaches, and meeting the needs of people around the globe. And I really want to appeal to those who look at Creflo Dollar Global Mission and say, send us, we will go. We will go where you may be not able to go, but we can. Send us. And together, we can change the world. People like you change the world. To learn more about our global missions efforts and to become an active supporter, visit us online at missions.creflodollarministries.org. Visit creflodollarministries.org today. Get to know Creflo and Taffy Dollar. Learn about the ministry. Find a satellite church near you. Discover our global missions. Become a partner with the ministry. Watch the broadcast. Register for events. Order your favorite messages and more. All at CreflodollarMinistries.org. Are you plugged in? Connect with Creflo and Taffy Dollar on Facebook and Twitter. Interact and receive fun and informational updates throughout your week. Log on, follow the link, and get connected today. If you're looking for a church home and want to stay connected to Creflo Dollar Ministries, join us at a World Changers Fellowship Church in your area. Visit us online at creflodollarministries.org to locate the World Changers congregation nearest you. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Your love and financial support make it possible for this broadcast to be seen and heard in multiple languages on six different continents. We thank the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries for making this program possible. For your love gift of $20 or more, the Word Network will send you an elegant golden crown keychain with rhinestones encased in hearts and a cross on top. From Genesis to Revelation, crowns are mentioned throughout Scripture in many forms, from anointing kings to Jesus wearing a crown of thorns on the cross. A crown symbolized royalty, honor, status, consecration, exaltation, and position. As you carry your keychain, remember the words of Isaiah 62.3, You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This beautiful crown is a wonderful representation of your faith and will be a topic of conversation wherever you go. Order one for yourself or give as gifts to family and friends. Call 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Thank you for supporting the Word Network. Because of your generous love gifts, we're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and hurting world. You see, I believe that God wants to bless you to a place. It's not just to get you from day to day, not just to provide for you to make it to the next day, but that ultimately you would be a blessing, and you can't be a blessing until you've been blessed. Catch the inspiration of Joseph Prince next on The Word Network. You're watching the largest African-American religious network in the world. We are The Word Network. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. God wants you to reign. Today with Joseph Prince. You are not flesh. If you are a believer, you have the flesh. But you are not the flesh. You are in the spirit. The Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. 
God wants you to have a blessed life full of assurance and hope for your future. This month, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll send you Joseph's latest four-CD audio series, Forever Blessed. Discover why you can be sure God's desire is for you to be blessed and learn how you can walk confidently in joy and find favor in His sight. You can also request the Make Every Day Count for the rest of your life two DVD album, the Anthem of Grace Worship Album by New Creation Church, and a beautiful line journal. All these and other exciting resources are available to you for a specific gift to the ministry today. To order this resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Amen. And now let's hear it for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The King of all kings. The Lord of all lords. Here's the altogether lovely one. Amen. The Bible says, I am, he said, Jesus said, I am the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and Omega. Amen. When we come to church, it is not to unveil, all right, about somebody else or this great one or that great one. Even we studied David. We study Moses. We study Joseph. Who do we see? The altogether lovely one, our Lord Jesus Christ. Last week we saw in Boaz, the altogether beautiful Jesus. Amen? In Boaz. I want to continue from where I left off this idea about we are married to Mr. Law. Remember that? Last week, Mr. Law is very demanding. Amen? And it's the law of God, so he cannot bend to help us. If he bends, if he's flexible, he's no more perfect. Amen? So Mr. Law is perfect. Remember that? We are all married to Mr. Law. In Romans chapter 7, verse 1, Do you not know, brethren, I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Now, what has happened is this. The Bible says, next verse, Therefore, my brethren, you also have become what? Date to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit for God. So this woman who was, who was married, the first few verses we read, is actually you and I, the bride of Christ. We are that woman. And once upon a time, we are bound by Mr. Law. We are married to Mr. Law. Amen. Israel, in her experience, she encountered the law long before Jesus came, 1,500 years later. Grace came, all right, and was manifested. Actually, grace was in the beginning, before time, all right? But in terms of manifestation to Israel, the law manifested first, all right? And then grace came and in Jesus Christ. Now, God is... God is his, his wisdom knows no uh, bounds, all right? His, his uh, understanding is unsearchable. If God brought Jesus first, many people will not see their need of Jesus. Many of them think that, why do I need a savior? Why do I need saving? I'm, I'm not a prostitute. I'm not a murderer. I'm not a gangster. You know, many people have this attitude, even some of our friends, you know? So they think they, need, they don't need serving. But the moment the law comes in first, so God gives them the law first, and God says, try to keep it. The more they try to keep, the worse they become. All right? Like the Apostle Paul in this very same chapter, later on he says, you know, I had not known lust. 
Old King James says covetousness. I had not known lust, except the law had said, thou shalt not lust. So the more I try not to lust, the more I lusted. And the more I try not to lust, my lust even lusted. All right? So to be married with Mr. Law, so God was very smart. God, God in his wisdom gave the law first so that men will see their need of Jesus. Because you'll find that all of us broke the Ten Commandments. We, we say that this person broke all the Ten Commandments, you know, Pastor Prince. When Jesus saved him, he was a great sinner. That's why he loved Jesus so much. Well, if you knew the truth, all of us broke the Ten Commandments. Because sin is not just outward, it's in your thoughts. And we all broke the Big Ten. Amen. We were all great sinners when Jesus saved us. Therefore, our love for him is great. Amen. Whoever has forgiven much, loves much. Can I have a good amen? So, we saw last week how Mr. Law is so demanding, so severe, like a woman married to a man, all right, who is perfect. There's nothing wrong. We cannot blame him. He's just perfect, but the woman is not. So, the woman is you and I. And, and, and this man wants his coffee really hot, but not burning hot, all right? He wants his eggs just right, but not broken or runny, all right? And, and it's very hard because every morning she breaks the eggs, and, or every morning she, she, you know, she burns his lips and all that. And the law, when you don't keep the law, what must the law do? It has no choice. It's very perfection demands that it curses and rebukes you. So you find yourself living with a man who is always cursing, nagging, rebuking. And then along comes a handsome young man, all right, our Lord Jesus Christ. And notice this, his demands, his moral elevation is even higher than the law because he is the lawgiver in the Old Testament, all right? But... He expects nothing from the woman. Amen. He expects nothing from her. But whatever he demands, he does it for her. He does it for her. Amen. Now, which one are you going to be married to? All right. Of course, the second man. He loves her. Best of all, he loves her. And this is how much he loves her at the cross. So, how can the woman marry Jesus? She's married to Mr. Law. Most Jewish people, they don't want to become Christians or they don't want to convert or whatever they call it, the term, because they feel like they have betrayed their family, they are betrayed, they feel like an adulteress. But then, you know, the Lord is amazing. When he died on the cross, he even provided the death for the woman. Because if the woman, if the husband dies, she's no more bound by the husband. But the husband cannot die, you know, he is God's law, you know. So, but she can die. So even the death was provided for her at the cross. That's what the Bible says, you are dead to the law by the body of Christ. So Jesus died for her and as her. Now, Jesus brings you and I into him. You are now on the other side of resurrection, praise God, where death cannot follow. The law cannot follow. The devil cannot follow. You are on the side of resurrection. You are married to the resurrected one. What's the purpose? That you may bear fruit to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So this, this passage has got nothing to do about salvation. It's got to do about bearing fruit. Uh, you can call it practical holiness or whatever. This passage, this chapter has got nothing to do about about peace with God. All that is passed in the earlier chapters. Chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5 talks about how we are justified by faith. Chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So chapter 7 is not talking about salvation all over again. No. He's talking about now that you are saved. Why is it in chapter 7, later on, we read about Paul saying that the good I want to do, I do not. The evil I want to do, I end up doing. Now, if I don't want to do the evil that I'm doing, that shows I am not for evil, I am for good. But the power to do what is good, I find not. I find that I want to do good, but I'm doing evil. 
Does it sound like any of us? So listen, if you are bound by addiction, whether it is you are addicted to, uh, when we talk about addiction, people always think of a few things, all right? But actually all of us are addicted. If you're always depressed, if you're always negative, you always look on the dark side of life, you know? If there's a white dot and there's one tiny black dot, you will say there's a black dot behind you. You know, you, you always look on the dark side, amen? You're always depressed. You're addicted to depression. And, and, and the problem is this. The problem is actually the root of it all is called flesh. Say flesh. Now, what is flesh in the Bible? Flesh is not this flesh, the body. Okay? You know who indwells our body? The Holy Spirit. Once you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. But there is in you something called the flesh. It is not your body. It abides in your body. It's called that part of you that wants to do wrong. The self-life. Alright? That part of you that, that is given to depression, self-TT, self-occupation, selfish. Alright? That part of you that don't want to forgive. That part of you that is lazy. That part of you that does wrong. That part of you that fantasizes uh, about other people's spouses. That part of you that, that uh, is given to pornography. That part of you is called flesh. Now, you are not flesh. If you are a believer, you have the flesh. But you are not the flesh. You are in the spirit, the Bible says. Now, just like if I have a piece of wood embedded in my flesh right now, in my skin, I should say, don't confuse you, all right? Let's say there's a piece of wood, all right? A splinter in my body, all right? I feel the pain. I feel the effects of it. But I don't say I am wood. Just having a piece of wood in my part of my body doesn't make me wooden. I may appear wooden sometimes, all right? Don't laugh. <laughs> Well, you all, you all think you are very iron, uh. <laughs> all right? But doesn't make you a piece of wood. How many understand that? But you have the wood. You have the splinter in you. You understand? All right? So the same thing. The flesh is really troubling us. Like, just like splinter can trouble you. Just like a pebble in the, in the shoe can trouble you. So the, the, the flesh is there. It's a part of you that wants to do wrong. All right? And what activates the flesh, actually, you'll be surprised, is the law. That's why Paul starts talking about the law first. Look at verse 6. Now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. You see, first of all, he says in verse 4, we are dead to the law. Some Christians don't even understand they are dead to the law. They are trying to be alive to the law. They are preaching the law like it's, you know, they are alive to it. They owe it obligation. They owe it obedience to it. All right? No, no, no. Don't misunderstand me. When you're married to Jesus Christ, let me tell you this. You just don't commit, not only you don't commit adultery, all right? You love your wife, which is the fulfillment of what God wants. All right? <laughs> there are people who don't commit adultery because they have no opportunity. All right? Like I said before, doesn't, be, doesn't mean because they love their, their wife. But the, the noblest reason, the holiest reason is that you don't commit adultery because you love your wife. Good place to say amen, actually, if you are married. And verse 6, you don't understand verse 6. Now we have been delivered from the law. We are delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in newness of the spirit and not the oldness of the letter. So this whole passage has got nothing to do about, about people ask the question, this experience of Paul, the good I want to do, I do not, the evil I don't want to do, I end up doing, is it the experience of a non-Christian or a Christian? Let me tell you this, a non-Christian does not care about his struggle. A non-Christian is not even aware of a struggle. Whatever he feels something wrong to do, he just does, does it. But this person is delighting in the law of God. He meditates on God's word. Yet his body is inclined to do things that are wrong. It's the experience of every Christian, after they are justified by faith, after they have found peace with God, they go through this experience, 
And what is this experience trying to teach them? All right, we're going to find out. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, in case you're wondering, all right, is it, uh, is it about righteousness being delivered from hell, from God's wrath? No, all that is covered in the earlier chapters. He's not running through them again. He's telling us what Romans 6.14. And what is Romans 6.14? If you're in this church for some time, you should know Romans 6.14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. That's in Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Romans 7 expounds on that one verse. Okay? It tells you how sin will have no power when you are under grace and not under law. Okay, so it's about, about bearing fruit to God, the last part of verse 4. It's about serving in the newness of the Spirit, how you can serve God in the newness of the Spirit, the way the Bible tells us to, how you can bear fruit to God. So this chapter has got to do about practical Christian life, practical holiness, practical victory, amen, over flesh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's keep on reading. Next verse, what shall, I, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I will not have known sin except through the law. Now, those of you, of you who think that we are dead to the ceremonial law, not the Ten Commandments, ought to read the whole thing in the passage. The passage tells you clearly that Paul is talking about the Ten Commandments law. All right, because the context here says, I would not have known sin except through the law, for I would not have known covetousness or lust unless the law had said, you shall not covet or lust. So the more he tried to not lust, the more he ended up lusting. Don't put up your hands. Is this true? The more you try to love someone, the more angry you become with the person. So what's the answer, Pastor Prince? Do I punch the person? No, listen, listen, I haven't finished yet. All right. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. And, and following that is an amazing statement. Apart from the law, sin was dead. Wow. So let me explain, okay? Now, you all heard me share this before. Egypt, uh, uh, Egypt is over here, Sinai is over there, right? Now, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Let me ask you a question. Do they have sin in them when they came out? Of course, they have sin, right? Even before God gave the Ten Commandments, all Israel, Israelites, for that matter, everyone has sin. They have sin in them, but the sin is not manifest. Watch it, all right? Did they build a golden calf during this time when they came out? No, before Sinai, from Egypt to Sinai. Did they build a golden calf? No. Did they worship any other gods during this time? No. Did they follow the pillar of cloud, God's presence? Yes. But did they have sin in them? Yes. Were they perfect? No. But was God for them? Yes. Did God make a way where there's no way? Did God open up the Red Sea? Yes. Was God for them? Yes. Were they perfect? No. Is God perfect? Yes. Did God love them perfectly? Yes. Were they perfect? No. Okay, now watch. They follow all the way, and then they came to Mount Sinai. And Mount Sinai, the foot of Mount Sinai, they boasted, they said things like, all that God commands us, <laughs> we can do it. Everything that God commands us, we can do it. Now, man presume on his own strength. The law makes you occupied with self. The law occupies you with, with yourself. You shall not, you shall not. So, man says, everything God commands us, we can do it. Now, God knew they cannot. They think they can God needs to demonstrate to them that they cannot. So God gave them the Ten Commandments. Do you understand? So the Ten Commandments, watch this. Apart from the law, sin was dead. When, in 1 Corinthians 15, the strength of sin is the law. When God gave the Ten Commandments, watch this. Was sin in them from Egypt to Sinai? Yes. But notice the moment the law was given, bam! 
bang, the sin came out as transgression. Galatians 3, all right? For what purpose was the law? The law was given to make sin a transgression. It was added because of transgression. Transgression and sin are two different things. For example, let's say, by the way, sin means coming short of the mark, like an arrow. You miss the bull mark, uh, the bull eye, all right? That means what? You miss the mark. Literally, hamartia in Greek means you miss the mark, okay? Let's say I'm driving down the road. There are no signs on the road, okay? And I'm driving at 110. That's fast, okay? I'm driving. Now, how many know that uh, actually I did not see a sign? There was a sign that passed by. I didn't see the sign. So there's no sign for me as far as I'm concerned. I'm driving 110. How many know that I've missed the mark? Did I know I've missed the mark? I don't know I missed the mark, right? Now, supposing I see a sign, 90 kilometers, and when I, actually I'm driving 80, but now I see 90, something inside me want to go even faster. Now, that is called sin, the flesh, all right? Now, now it's no more sin. It's now transgression. You transgress a known law, okay? Are you with me? Sin was in Israel. But sin came out in full force when the law came in. Nothing wrong with the law, but it was designed to bring out your sin. The strength of sin is the law, 1 Corinthians 15. So here it says, apart from the law, sin was dead. Let's go on. Verse 9, I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. I've said before that in hell, this verse is memorized. It's called, how to bring revival of sin in every church, in every Christian life. How? In, reintroduce the law. Because... When the commandment comes, sin revives. When the commandment came, sin revived, and who died? I died. So, the commandment which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it, by the commandment, killed me. Sin doesn't kill you directly. Sin uses the law to kill you. What does that mean? Sin, even when you, for example, I'm driving down the road, okay, I do not know I've done wrong, okay, but the moment I know I've done wrong, Guilt comes in. Guilt is a killer. It comes from the law. Understand that. Okay? Some people think that making people feel guilty, they'll be motivated to do the right thing. No, the love of Christ constrains us. Now, don't misunderstand. The law is holy, righteous, and good. But the problem, we are not. Okay? And the law cannot bend for us. The next verse. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin that it may appear sin was producing death in me through what is good. So that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Some Christians never dream of committing a certain sin. But after they, they become a believer and they hear wrong teaching, you know, perhaps they're listening to the Ten Commandments being elucidated, being taught in detail every single week. They end up committing sin that they never dreamed they would even sin as a sinner. Don't have to put up your hands. I'm just telling you, this phenomena, all right, is there in Romans 7. Sin through the commandment becomes exceeding sinful. Next verse. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, so understand. Next verse. For what I am hoping, I do not understand. What I will to do, that I do not practice. What I hate, that I do. All right, guys. If you are bound by pornography, you need to see this is what is happening. Okay? And you're about to find the way out. Amen. And uh, ladies also, if you're bound by pornography. 
Always think it's guys, you know, they are ladies also bound by it. All right? This includes any any problem. You, you are given to bad temper. You're always losing your temper. You, you say, I got temper problem. No, you got a flesh problem. All right? So here it goes. If then I do what I will not do, I agree with the law that is good. But now it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Next verse. I know that in me, he's very careful, that it's in my flesh, not in my body. In my flesh dwells no good thing. Now, in my body dwells the Holy Spirit. You see how, how, how accurate he, he defines? But in the flesh, that part of you that wants to do wrong, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I don't find. For the good I will to do, I do not do. The evil I will not do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not do, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Next verse, I find then a law. Just like whatever I throw up comes down, there's a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. Whenever I want to do good, it seems like evil is present. So he says, I delight in the law of God. He meditates on God's law. He, he, he delights in God's law, all right, according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. All right, don't, don't worry, it will get better, okay? Verse 24, Oh, wretched man that I am, who? If not, what? What formula can I learn? What techniques can I apply? It's no more that. It's who? A person. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Now, let me just ask you all this, okay, church? You know, it is a, there's a very interesting law in the Old Testament, a law of leprosy. When there's an outbreak on the head or on the body, something whitish and all that, in those days they are very afraid of leprosy. They must bring that person to the priest. And the priest, the doctor of that day, all right, will examine all right, the leprosy, whether it is, it is a real leprosy. Now, if it's a re- real leprosy, the guy is cordoned. All right? He's quarantined so that the rest don't become contaminated. The rest don't become unclean. How many understand that? All right? But something very interesting in this passage in uh, Leviticus. It says that, but if the leprosy has spread and the man is completely a leper from head to feet, completely white, if the leprosy covers him completely, he is clean. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-901-4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Destined to Reign. When Jesus was at the cross, understand this, God took all of us and God put us in Christ. He didn't just die for us, Jesus died at us. As far as God is concerned, you are no more alive. I am no more alive. The I that likes to do wrong is no more alive. But Pastor Prince, you're still alive. You're talking to us. I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. God wants you to have a blessed life full of assurance and hope for your future. This month, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll send you Joseph's latest four-CD audio series, Forever Blessed. Discover why you can be sure God...
brand new Make Every Day Count for the Rest of Your Life 2 DVD album where Joseph Prince shows you how you can live each day for the Lord and how God can redeem your wasted days. You'll also receive Anthem of Grace, a special worship album inspired by the Gospel of Grace. Be blessed by these anointed praise and worship songs recorded live at New Creation Church. includes a beautiful line journal and other exciting resources. To order this resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. God's heart is for you to be strong and healthy so you can live the abundant life. Receive Joseph's three-CD audio series, Healed and Whole, as a thank you for a specific gift and find out how healing is yours. Let this series increase your capacity to receive health and wholeness like never before. Jesus has qualified you for healing in your emotions and in your body. Your Heavenly Father wants to move mightily in your life. Learn how, by His grace, you can be healed of all your afflictions and free from any addiction or depression. Order this resource and see a fresh wave of God's strength and wholeness manifest in your life. Call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. about the Grace Revolution USA Tour happening this November. I'll be coming to Houston, Dallas, and New York City, and I look forward to seeing you. Get ready for an anointed time of praise and worship as well as a time of partaking of the communion. I believe that the Lord has a special word just for you, and I can't wait to preach it. God bless you, and see you and your family real soon. This November, get ready for the Grace Revolution Tour with Joseph Prince. Get ready for an awesome time in worship and the Word of God. Make plans now to join us in a city near you. Tickets are selling fast. Get your tickets at josephprince.org slash events today. If you've been blessed by today's message, we would like to give you an opportunity to partner with us to impact the world with the gospel of grace. Under grace, God says, I will be merciful to your unrighteousness, and your sins I will remember no more. That's been a change. That's been a change, church. And it's all because of Jesus. Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting grace revolution. Call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace.
Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, my friend. Sir, how are you? I'm well and you. You just got me in tears. Got you in tears? Yes, 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 yes. With that music playing and I'm just meditating and just, oh, just glorifying God. Yes, yes, yes. Give me a clean heart. I will serve nobody but you. Yes, Lord. Early in the morning. Say why? Said we got you stirred up early in the morning. Hmm. You want to open up in prayer? Oh, yeah. I was just saying, I said, I'm just thankful that um, the Lord, he is so good. And they, um, yesterday my niece was getting off of work, and her husband had just bought her a new Mercedes. Probably had it, but I don't even think a month. This woman T-boned her. Mm. Inside. And I'm um, just thankful that she, she's she's well, you know. I'm just, you know, that was my sister that got killed by the 18 bullet. Mm-hmm. And um, it, uh, her her daughter, and it just you know, and then what well, all they're thinking about what happened just a couple of weeks ago with little mm-hmm. Ivan. So it's just just something. Thank you, God. Dear mm-hmm. most gracious heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before your throne of grace and mercy, Lord God, seeking you for all wisdom, knowledge, grace, mercy, power, and your love. Father God, we thank you, O God, that you have kept us, Lord God, even when we slept. Thou who never sleeps or slumbers, Lord God, you kept your watchful eye, your protective wings around us, Lord God, and you shield us, Lord God, from the death angels. You allowed us to rise once again to give praise to your holy and your righteous name. Lord God, I glorify you, and I just lift up your holy and your righteous name. I praise you, Lord God. I desire to serve you. I desire to worship you. I desire to give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, Lord God. I bless your holy in your righteous name. Father God, give us a clean heart so that we can serve you. Lord God, we just see your glory and your mercy each and every day. We just thank you, Lord God, that you kept your watchful angels around us, Lord, protecting us from all dangers seen and unseen. Father God, I'm praising you right now, Lord God, that you even kept my niece, LaDonia, Lord God, during the accident, Lord God, that could have taken her life, Lord God. You told the deaf angel to step back and behave, Lord God, and I want to praise you for it, Lord God. I want to thank you, Lord God, that all my family, Lord God, is still here and attacked, and, and, and they, they, when the circle has not been broken. The circle is still connected, oh God. God, I glorify you and I praise you, Lord God, for your words have been rooted, Lord God, in my heart, Lord God. Even as I study your word, Lord God, you're bringing back things, Lord God, before me, Lord God, the truth I remember is, Lord God, how you just even just are from the sermon Sam preached Sunday, Lord God. I read that this morning. That was my reading this morning, Lord God, in the book of Samuel's, Lord God, how you anointed 
David as king, Lord God. He not just because of and you weren't concerned about his stature nor his beauty, but you looked and examined his heart. You found him worthy, Lord God. You found him uh you're, you're anointing him with the oil, Lord, to be king, because you found him faithful, Lord God, to do what you have called him to do. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for, the, for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who you sent down to this earth, Lord God, to take on the sins of this world, Lord God. He came down to bear the cross for all of us, Lord God, for all of us, Lord God. Every iniquity, Lord God, has been purged by the blood of Jesus, Lord God, and I want to praise and I just glorify you. So, Father God, get the praise out of our lives. Get the joy that we feel that we're sitting up on you, Lord God, and count it as a blessing. Father God, I thank you for all those on this call, Lord God, all those who desire to come be on this call, all those who's listening or just on the computer, Lord God, that want to serve and say a word, Lord, but cannot. So, Father God, use my mouth, Lord God, as a mouthpiece so that I can praise you for them, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for my brothers and sisters, Lord God, for you have developed me, Lord God, into a person, Lord God, to trust you more and more, because, Lord God, we are like species, Lord God. We recognize the call that you have put upon our lives. Let us continue to do the will that you have called us to do. Let us continue to walk according to your will and your way, Lord God. Let us continue to bring back your promises for you, for all of them are yea and amen to your glory. Father God, we ask you to just order our steps throughout this day. We ask you to cast down from the root, Lord God, anything that the demon that the devil has tried to put before us, Lord God. Any legions that he has sent out to disrupt this day, Lord God, we cast them down in the name of Jesus, because we have been ordained, we have been anointed and appointed to praise and worship your holy name. So, Father God, we ask you to be pleased with our praise, be pleased with our prayers, to hear our call, Lord God, recognize it, and ask us in your due just time, Lord God, where well, we're going to continue to wait, Lord God. We're going to wait on you to move in a mighty way, Lord God. If you don't do anything else for us, Lord God, you have already done enough. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, that you have kept us, Lord God, even when we couldn't keep ourselves. We pray, Lord God, that this day will be a blessing, and we ask you to just remove anything that's not of you. Father God, we even stand in the gap for those who are unsaved, Lord God, that their minds will be turned over to you, Lord God, and they will recognize the call that you have placed upon their lives, that they will be willing vessels, Lord God, to do the mighty work that you have called for each and every one of us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Lord, I worship and I adore you and I bless your holy name. Glory to your name in the name of Jesus, God. I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, you're going to put this early this morning. Hi, Miss Erica. Hey, Arthur. How are you? Hey there, Erica. Oh, thank you, God. Mm, 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 mm. I love y'all. If I don't tell y'all no, no other time, I love y'all. Oh, thank you. I love you. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, Lord.
Thank you, honey. I'm still struggling with it, but it is. I am improving as well. Yes, yes, yes. Between you and Lisa, I don't know what to do because of you. Honey, not me either. It happened to get me. Gracious Lord, our Father, I come to you this morning just to thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be able to experience this new day and the new mercies, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to wake up in our right mind and with the activity of our limbs, Lord. And most of all, Lord, in our right mind that we seek you and that we usher worship and praise to you, Lord, on this day, knowing and understanding that had it not been for you and your son, Jesus Christ, that we would not be able to see this day and experience it in this fullness. Lord, I'd like to... ask that you continue to grant each and every one of us your undying favor, Lord, that we're able to travel through this tedious journey that we're on, Lord, with our health head high and our dignity intact, knowing that you are God and that you're all-powerful and all-knowing. Lord, and, and trusting in your word and your will, Lord, that we will have a victorious walk in this life that you have allowed us to experience. Lord, I'd like to <clears throat> extend a special prayer to my children, Lord, thanking you for their life. And, Lord, thanking you for the fact that they are continuing to move about on the foundation that was created, that they seek you diligently for themselves, Lord, and that they seek you for counsel, guidance, and understanding in all things in their life. Lord, I ask that you continue to cover and protect them and guide their footsteps as they travel their various courses. But, Lord, I ask that you continue to guide their footsteps, Lord, as they collectively counsel with one another and share with one another. Lord, I ask that you continue to creating them a clean heart as well, Lord. i also like to extend a special prayer for my brother Carlos. Lord, you know his situation. You know what he's dealing with. Lord, and you know his heart and his mind. And I pray that his strength remains and increases, Lord, in you, that he seeks you and understand that you have the power of everything in your hand. Lord, I I also ask that you continue to strengthen his immediate and extended family, Lord, that they're able to continue to support him. I ask that you comfort their spirits and their hearts as they uh, look to be in this fight with him. 
Lord, I thank you for prayer shifting ministries as you allow us to continue to share your word and to seek counsel and guidance from you, but also able to communicate and fellowship one another with our brothers and sisters that join the call, Lord. And we ask that you continue to allow your spirit and your word to reign within this vessel, Lord, that we're able to stand strong on your word always and that we continue to keep our faith in you. Lord, I also like to lift the prayer shift and ministry families up, Lord, that as we continue to strive to seek you and to allow your word to guide us and direct us through to our destinies and for the purposes that you so instilled in us, Lord, I thank you for our family members, Lord. I ask that you continue to keep them strong as we intercede on their behalf, Lord, and they intercede on our behalf, that they're covered and protected by the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, who graciously sacrificed his life. It's in your son, Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Lord. Erica. Yes. Brother, huh? When you talk to your brother, ask him what does he have regarding healing material, healing scriptures. What is he eating regarding healing? He needs to be reading and confessing over his body. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. And let him know that I'm standing in the gap for and praying for him. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. He and I worked together at him. I was in Tuscaloosa. Oh, really? He was right oh. Yeah, he was right across the hall from me. He's a teacher, too? Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in Mm-hmm. All of them are in education. Those three, anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I had time, I'd stop and get all this money off this road, y'all. I don't mean literal money, but I'm talking about material things that just talk to steal. All the good stuff, y'all. Everything, all the good stuff out there. You know, when a truck turns over that stuff, the idea, you can get it. You know, I happen to be looking at... Uh, Happen to be looking at what? Um, I happen to be to um. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you know, I, it's me. Um, I happen to be looking at Facebook last night. Um, before you called me, and um, um, my nephew made a post. Uh, what the world? My nephew made a post last night, and um, I'm trying to read it to you. Oh, Lord, my stomach. It ain't mine. (laughs) It better not be nothing in it other than the fact that I'm growling. How about that? Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, keep moving. Uh, Yeah. Um, he says, good day, fam. Hope y'all having a good one. Satan is determined to continue to deliver discouraging news concerning a certain situation. Too bad 
I know Mary's baby. This means war, pleading the blood of Jesus. No worries, game face. And that was his, that's what his son posted yesterday. All right. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> Oh, but we come to the devil notice that he ain't got no power over God's people. We standing in the gap and we cast down. We gonna pray against everything that he meant for evil and bad. The Lord is turning around for us so that he can get the glory. So we gonna serve the devil notice. Devil, you can go back, cease and assist in the name of Jesus. Over the over the Moore family, over Carlos and his household, over his health, over everything that it is, because he has been anointed and called to preach the word of God, and he has been ministering and preaching, and I'm sure that prayer warriors are standing in the gap. So if they're not, we're going to stand in the gap, and we're going to lift them up right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just lift up the name of Carlos Moore, Lord God, your servant, Lord God, the mighty man of God who you have called to preach your teach your word, Lord God, and to shepherd and to be overseer over a flock. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to speak to his body, Lord God, to speak to whatever situation that's going around him, Lord God, whether it's financial on his job or whether it's his household, whatever is in his relationship with you, Lord God, we speak the blood of Jesus. We plead it over the name of Jesus, Lord God, and we just count it all joy, Lord God. This is just a test, Lord God, nothing but a test of who's report what we believe, Lord God, and we know that you are the author and the finisher of, this, of, of our faith, Lord God. You're the one who created us and formed us in our mother's womb. You knew every struggle that we was going to go through, Lord God, and you have already conquered it by giving us our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he died on Calvary's cross. So, Father God, we just plead the blood of Jesus right now over him, and we serve the devil notice that he cannot have him. He yeah. will not have him. Yeah. He will not prevail because yeah. you yeah. reign in the name of Jesus, oh God. We just ask you to strengthen all those who will care for him, all those that will even just minister to him, all of those who will even oversee him and during his trials and his tribulations. And we ask you to let them know that that is your child and to treat yeah. him su- as such, for he is your ass to the throne of your kingdom. Amen. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Father. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Holy Spirit. Yonder to go sick. Mm-hmm. Father. Yonder to go Sunday to go say Yes, yes, yes. It's Yonder to go dark. Yonder to go say She's a God. Yonder to go Yonder to go Yonder Yes, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Feed on the Word of God. Feed on the Word of God. Feed on, feed on the Word of God. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely, Father. Holy Spirit, we praise your name. Yada the go sit there. Yes. Father, the go sit there. Yes, yes, yes. Yada the go bring. 
God, yes, establish him, Father. Your word, Lord. Anoint him, Father. Carry him to where you desire him to be, Lord. Mm. Move him, Father, and place him, establish him in your And rise, and keep him, and establish him in your word, so he will begin to see you. He will begin to see you. He will begin to see you in another way, Lord. In another way, Lord. Establish him mm, there right now. Make that connection. That's it right now. Make that connection. Establish and keep him. Keep him, Father. Keep him and gird him up. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 All righty then. Yep, yep, yep. You got some stuff. You got some on your plate, dear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just pointing out what you already see. And you know what? And not only that, you, and she's coming to the end of her program. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you for bringing us through. And anything that the devil try to get them off the mark and make her think that she's not going to be victorious, he's trying to hurl at her. And, not. and even though he's trying to attract her family, that just means that she got to draw closer. She got to just wrap her arms all around it. Right now in the name of Jesus, I don't care what it is, but he's trying to attack and trying to get you off your mark because he, see, he sees the ending. He sees that fit. The devil sees that finish line that the Lord has for you. And so he's trying to attack your job. He's trying to attack your family. He's trying to. T- but we can't doubt the word of God. And don't you doubt it. Amen. Doubt it. Look, Sister I.E. Ward stepped in and just intervened for our Sister Marie. That's a testimony all by itself. Amen. Amen. Oh boy. Yeah, I promise. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm trying to main have a calmness in my spirit at the moment. I'm like, Lord, I got so much on my plate and I can't do anything but um, take it as it comes. Maybe that's what it is. Nope. 
Uh, I hadn't even called to see what my father's thinking or feeling. I'm just, I'm just. With Carlos? Yes. So where where his mind is? <clears throat> he um um he is he's very um firm. He seems to be um you know strong fighter. Um, you know he did say you know. When it, it telling me some of the things he was experiencing before he found out what was going on, he you know he did you know tell me that you know fear you know the fear had you know set in and stuff like that. Um, but he you know he said he was very thankful for what he was going through because now they found out what is going on with him. So, um, I'm going to read to you what he sent me yesterday. Um, So, I was just like, okay, Lord. And, you know, I stay in my head so much. um, I was just like, okay, got to be. Um... I got to, you know, maintain my calmness. I have to something. But um, he said um, he had to have an MRI on Tuesday to see, you know, what type of biopsy that they were going to be able to do. So yesterday he sent me, uh, he said laparoscopic robotic assisted Partial nephrotomy is the surgery that I have to have. The tumor is too big, so a biopsy is not an option, whether it's cancerous or not. The doctor says that he would understand if I was 76 and not 46, the way that it looks. He says he's going to try to keep as much of my kidney as possible, but he's just not sure right now. I am as strong now, probably stronger, spiritually and emotionally as I was before. This doctor's appointment. God is still good. So that's what he sent me yesterday. Well, his faith is in the right place. Yeah. So... Oh. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You got your handfuls, baby girl. Just put another one on your plate. Mm. Mm. You can run, but you can't hide. What do you mean by that? And you can run. Am I trying to run? You want to run, but you can't. Oh, <laughs> you, run, you run right into it. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do right now, for real. I can't, you know, I'm just, 
I'm just. Please. You, well, you know you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, at this, you know, I guess <laughs> because I don't know, in a sense, I, you know how you know, but you don't know. You know you have to do something, but when you don't know the specified or intricate details of whatever it is, you know you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I do know that it's gonna pull a lot from me. So because I just. <laughs> I have a sense of, or I am aware, I'm just sitting here like, you know, trying to, you know, move in a calm-like manner and respond in a calm-like manner because I don't know. That's all. I don't even know if what I said made sense just now, but I'm just saying. No, earlier when uh, I think it was Arthur was praying, and he's talking about, you know, that God's going to get the glory. And then it just really made me reflect why a lot of times situations and circumstances are allowed to go beyond our control. Mm. Mm. You know, All right just now. put you exactly in the point that you are that you don't know, <laughs> but you know who. Right. And that may, and that and humbles you because like you, I, God, you <laughs> say you you don't know the specific, you don't know God, God, right? <laughs> you know, you know, I was, I was messing with Pam yesterday. I said, I remember, remember when we first was trying to get her to pray, and uh-huh. we was remember you, me, and you, we got pissed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right, because we were on the phone several times with her. Okay. And I could have threw your shoe through my phone <laughs> at her. <laughs> but, but but now she breaking out in high. She she been through some a few starvation diets. She done been. I was listening to her last night. She 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 know how to get up in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, huh. And then we talk so much about this flesh nature. He got he got to get rid of this thing. Oh Lord, he got to get it. it we we, we too caught up in it. We too caught up in it. And what he said yesterday, I, I'm not gonna give you any power if your flesh is alive. That's basically what he was saying. You know why? So you can revel in what you do and how you accomplish this and how you accomplish that. No. Mm mm. Mm mm. And I guess, you know, as you said, he allows us to get to a point because he's been telling us all along, it's not by our might, our power, our will anyway. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Wait a minute. And if Jesus had to get up early in the morning to find Uh, out what daddy had to do, (laughs) I do nothing unless my father in heaven does it. Why do we feel we exempt? Oh, Jesus. Mm, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to tell you just like you told me, baby girl, keep your head in the game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe God is allowing me to go through this little downtime right now 
Because, you know, I got so much that I'm going to have to do. Uh, that none of this is going to, you know, make a difference whether I'm sick or not. So maybe this is my fill me up moment. And you said the word moment, not days. <laughs> right. Uh. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Keep your head in the game. Oh, Lord. Some interesting, interesting stuff getting ready to come out of this. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's the Now, let me pray. <laughs> when when you don't know what else to do. Yeah, well. <laughs> I can't do nothing but find that to be fun. Well, shoot, I don't even know what else to do right now. I don't even know what to think or say. Well, Lord, let, you, let me pray. Wait a minute. And glad I'm praying in the spirit. <laughs> right. Because you don't know what to say. Right. It, otherwise... You. Talking about a loss of words. Somebody said something the other day. I can't even remember what it was, but it's like, sometimes God be telling me stuff, and I bet like, Lord, I don't even want to hear it. Just, just talk to me in my spirit. Cause I don't even know. Oh, I, I, I know I know what I really, really need to know he's going to tell me, but sometimes he be trying to talk to me. I be like, mm-mm. <laughs> I just do yeah. Lord, it in my spirit. I, I pray in the spirit, but for my understanding at this moment, you know, I, I mean, I know what I really, really need to know and see. He's going to tell me, and I will li- listen. But a lot of times, I just do. Mm-mm. 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 I just, I just. <laughs> I just, I. Yeah. Each and every morning, trying to get revved up to, to do what I need to do. And, uh, God, let me pray in the spirit. <laughs> Okay, cause you, I got a headache as it is. Come on, cause I can't, I can't. Well, I can't find anything but laughter, cause I know God is going. God is the, yeah. Go and pray. Oh I asked to walk in the realm of the supernatural and, and dealing with miracles. That means you got to be at a point where you need a miracle. <laughs> Comfortable when you need a miracle. Your situations and circumstances are so beyond you that only I can help, says the Lord. Mm. <laughs> mm. Your spirit cries out to me. And not only is it crying out to me, it's crying out to me in expectation for an answer, deliverance, for healing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You are pulling on my throne. 
Mm, the hem of his garment were pulling on him. He said, I felt virtue go out of me. He felt power go out of me when she touched the hem of his garment. She had an expectation that she could just make that connection. Oh, Jesus. And that's what we're walking at. We're walking in that realm. We're walking in that level of, of anointing and... and, 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 and we're walking in the realm of the supernatural. We're walking in the realm of miracles. So we should have an expectation that we will be in over our head. We should have an expectation that there are going to be diverse trials and tribulations. Oh, Jesus. We should have an expectation that the enemy is coming at us all around. I had a revelation yesterday about somebody said, yeah, I need to put him on my prayer list because I'm noticing anybody that's going to be intimately involved with me, they need covering. Cause I go through hell. I go when when we started praying for for my caretaker for my mom, and, and, and then she had a mini stroke, and then this that happened. And I, had, I said, Lord Jesus, that woman. And then when I was talking to her the other day, she's talking. When she said, Yeah, I tried to quit coming here many a time, but God was keeping her here. God was keeping her here. So not only do we have to cover ourselves, we got to cover our seven degrees of separation. Because when the enemy can't get a direct attack on us, he's coming at those around us, our situation and circumstance. It's just, it's, look, all I'm going through is no happenstances. All my tenants was laid with rent. Every last one of them, I'm like, Lord, really? <laughs> Every last one, I say, Lord, really? Come on now. But that's the devil. That's the devil. So now you got a responsibility not just to pray for you. You got a responsibility to pray for all who are around you and all that you put your hand to. You need to keep it covered in the blood of Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. You need to keep it covered in the blood. See, that's your hedge of protection. See, when God is enlarging your territory, he's increasing you. He's increasing your responsibilities. He's increasing your awareness. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, just continue, Lord, to teach us. Teach us, Father, how to walk with you, how to keep what you've given us, how to cultivate what you've given us, how to grow in you, Lord. Oh, let the anointing of God rise up inside of us. Let the power of God. Now, since we talked about the power of God, anytime from here on out, when we're praying for power, you need to recognize that a part of you is going to die in order for the power to come in there and reside there. You're not going to have the power of God where you are still there. He won't give it to you. You're not qualified. Only in areas and arenas which you have died and have been passed the test will he empower you to press on. Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father God, with Carlos and his family, Lord, they're going through, Lord. 
But God, but God, but God, Lord, your hand is upon them. Your heart, your anointing is upon them, Lord. You're going to increase in that man of God, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. What the devil meant for bad, God, you are turning it around for good. But see, God, he has to be taught how to walk in that arena, Lord. He has to be taught how to grab hold of your word. He has to be taught mm, how to seek you in that level, Lord. Going beyond the emotions, <laughs> even going beyond his understanding, getting there to a level of faith. <laughs> when I'm talking about natural understanding, his supernatural understanding needs to exceed that. And you're going to take him there, Lord. You're going to take him there, Father. You're already his structure and aligning things up, Father, so he can begin to divinely go deeper into you to receive that which he needs. In your holy, holy name, it is, oh, amen, amen, and amen, and amen. <clears throat> All right, I guess I need to do some stuff. <clears throat> oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm. I must have a superpowered mouse. First of all, he done went all around. The, I put the glue trap here, he go one way. I put the glue trap there, he go another way. Now I'm looking at, I see his little droppings all on the glue trap. But where he at? <laughs> yeah, I know he just be looking at me like, I ain't going in that thing. <laughs> Super power, smart. <laughs> I need to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to let us listen to some music. We need to listen to this.
All right, let's knock out these lists, people. Y'all want me to do mine? Y'all want to do yours? How you want to do it? Guess it means I'll start on mine. I guess, yeah, I was going to say, because I've done mine. So I guess you can start on yours. Um, and let me see what I see, because I'm nosy. And let me see what I see, because I'm nosy. It ain't nobody on the call but me and you right now. Okay, so you go ahead and go through yours. All right. Hundred 
male patient arose and hundred go say she 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 go Hundred go say she go say she don't rush to go sell Randa Castle, go sell Rasta the Kanda, Randa Sakara. Your patient Rosen, Mike Bradley Hernandez, Chief Powell Jr., Hundred go say she 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 go There are times when she should go say she 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 she go say she go say she go say she go say she she go say 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 she she go say she go Conwell Johnson, Andrew Gosation, Gosation, Rasta, Gosandaka, 
All right, my neighbors are into it early this morning. Okay. Jonathan Dunlap. Sakara. <laughs> Crockett, CFF, Nate, Mama Gina, Endo, Subway, 
Vaughn Ferguson, Smith, Plant Academy, Mark Chalcian, Jenkins, Gully, Eric Carlos Smith, Corey Dennis, Yarbrough, Sherry Louie, Salt's cousin, Jerry Digi, Stryveson, Carson's family, Manab, Denise Terry, and Mon Holly. Okay, I got the rest of my list, and then we got the others. Well, we got deceased in hospice, sick and shut in, um, unsaved. Are you want to do one? You want to do one, Eric? Um, I will do. Um, what you say? We got shoot. All the rest of them: deceased in hospice, unsaved, sick and shut in. Um, Churches, missionaries, prisons. How do deceased in hospice and sick and shut in? Lord God. Can she tell him a koshoro? Say that I have seen him a koshata see. Can she tell her Sarah Mokoshara? So Toromokoshira. Can she tell her Sarah Mokoshata see? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. The way I'm feeling right now, everybody else. <laughs> prisoners. Do we do prisoners and missionaries? Which one did you just do? Uh, I did um I did prisoners and uh um churches, pastors and, and missionaries. I did those. That's what I just did. Alright, Okay, is that it? <laughs> 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 
I gotta go take me some good stuff. I got a headache and I'm a little congested. <clears throat> and every time I blow my head hurts. Blow point up tell me. Huh? The blow baby blow, ain't that what you tell me? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yeah, and and at this particular point, we're both blowing because we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows you said something now. Because <laughs> we all know if we had an option, we wouldn't. <laughs> Shoot. I promise you. <clears throat> Preacher. To clear my throat make my head hurt. So you know I'm getting ready to take some Sudafed or something. This is crazy. <laughs> All right, let me hit my other list. To walk in the realm of the supernatural. The ability to persevere and to faint not. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding on the synergistic and what else we got? Knowledge and understanding, walking around, may not. Natural superhuman strength, ability to get some talents and synergy. Um, I did on save that. Flat Academy. Okay, Lord, I'm about to pray. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
unboxing. A prayer request. Prayer request, a beg, a plead, or whatever you call it. <laughs> okay. This is funny. Okay. No when you point. say it's funny, you know, that's a warning for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. Isaiah 43 and 2, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Mm. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Psalms 23 and 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Hmm. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me, oh, in judgment, my God shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and I am his servant. And my righteousness is of him, save God. For the weapons of our warfare, children of God, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Mm. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, and he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm-mm. Thank you, Daddy God. There is none else. Mm. There is none else, Lord. Thank you, Father. There is none else, Lord. Thank you, Daddy God. Holy Spirit, you will bless those that bless me. You will bless those that bless everyone on this prayer line, Lord. And you will curse those who curse us, Lord. 
Father God, I'm talking right now. I'm just talking. Last week when I talked about David and Goliath and Saul and Samuel, and went into how David had been anointed to be a king when he was a teenager, but you trained him. You gave him the calling as a teenager, but then you trained him up until he was about 40 years old till he actually inherited the kingdom. When one of the mighty days of his divine direction came was when he faced Goliath. See, he was busy doing what he was supposed to do. He was being, <laughs> Jesus, being obedient, Lord. He was being obedient. Mm, mm, mm. He was tending to the sheep. Even when he was Caught, when when the prophet came to his house to anoint him, he was being obedient, tending to the sheep. He was out in the sheepfold. Because you were looking at men's hearts, not at the outer appearance, Lord. Hmm. They called him in, and you anointed him. And then from that moment on, you began to train him, Father. (laughs) You began to train him, Lord. When that day came for his divine time to come from the back to the front, was when he faced Goliath, Lord. See, he was being obedient, tending to the sheep. He was being obedient... Even when Jesse, his father, said, go go feed your brother some lunch. Go feed the the men out there warring on our behalf some lunch. He was just being obedient to his daddy God. Then he overheard a conversation. See, Father God, mm, it depends on how we are prepared. Oh, Jesus. It depends on how we are prepared when we see a situation and circumstances, whether it's just a conversation a difficulty or an opportunity. Because these men were chatting, or basically they were complaining, let's be real. They were talking about a giant that was kicking their butts. They were talking about a situation and circumstances they were terrified of. And they were talking about what would happen, what the king said. As they were complaining about the situation, this man whom you had prepared heard an opportunity. He said, what is it this man going to get who kills this guy, the God who defined the armies of the living God? Mm, Jesus. You have been preparing him. So he saw, 
opportunity, Lord. And it wasn't an opportunity so much for as for him to become king, but he just saw an opportunity. He saw the opposition and what was really going on. I just read about we see we're fighting spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not just what we see. It's what's up underneath, Lord, the true battle, the spiritual battle that's going on, Lord. Jesus. And Father God, when that man that you chose to be king made a choice to go out and fight this giant, he took off the king's armor. He said, no, I have not proven these. He had to go in what he was familiar with and what he had proven because he told the king, because the king didn't want to let him go out. But he told the king, he said, hold up, a lion and a bear came against me, and I defeated him. He said, but oh, wait a minute, in all truthfulness, my God empowered me to defeat that lion. My God empowered me to defeat that bear. And the same God that allowed me to defeat that lion and that bear will allow me to defeat this giant. Because, see, he ain't coming up against me. He's coming up against my mighty God. Because he had been in training in the sheepfold. How many of us right now in the sheepfolds, Lord? How many of us are right now being obedient to what you called us to do, Lord? We're just struggling. We're just, we're just, we're just strive. Just we're, we're trying to make ends meet, Lord. We're just trying to be obedient to see, to move, and to trust as you give us direction. I'm crying right now, Lord, because see, I need some help. I need some strength. I need some. I need some finances, Lord. Father God, and he stepped out of the field, and he took that rock. First of all, he went and chose five smooth stones. Smooth stones. Not jagged, but smooth. And he put them in his bag. And he went to face his giant. Lord, and he took it. He started walking toward Goliath. Goliath started laughing. Mm. And that's what the enemy does, Lord. He laughs at us. He mocks us. And you know what, Lord? I can understand. I can now. As, as I'm talking, I can you know why he's laughing at us. Because when we look at what we see in the natural, when we looked at how he is, what did I say, he's a schemer and he's good at it, how he has plotted a course and we are boxed in, when we look at what's all going around, he's laughing because he said, I got you. And, Father God, if we choose to stay in ourselves, if we choose to stay in the natural, he does have us. But if we make a choice to go into the realm of the supernatural, What did I just read about you being God and how you established the heavens and the earth? 
What did I just read about how you go say she go run by she to get say she did to go hold and did she to go say there? Oh Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father. How you formed all things by your hand. Isaiah 45 and 18, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he have established it. He have created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord. There is none else. There is none else, Lord. When we choose to look in the realm of the supernatural, Father, you are God. Everything and everybody else is subjected under you, Lord. Satan, he's the prince of the power of the air, of this domain called earth. But you are God, Lord of Lord, kings of kings. And you have a divine purpose and a divine plan for each and every one of us. David took that rock and he put it in that sling and he threw it. Like one preacher said, he could have threw it backwards and it wouldn't even made a difference at that point in time because it wasn't him who was doing it. It was God doing it through him. And when he took that rock, it went and it went right into the giant's forehead, the very one that was mocking him, the very one that was talking and just, you a little dog, ah, you a little flea. What are you to me but your hand? was upon David. Your anointing was upon David. And that rock sank into that Philistine's forehead. And he fell to the earth. David didn't even have a sword. He took his enemy's sword who was mocking him and cut off his own head with it. Now, God, I said all this. I ain't going to say I said all this, Lord. You were speaking through me to get me to this point. (laughs) Daddy God, I need some help. I need some help, Lord. I have taken my pebbles as you have been instructing me, Lord. And putting them out there, Lord. I have been seeking your face about what to do. I've, Lord, because you have put me on a mission that I need a whole lot of money in a short time frame, Father God. And I have been obedient in my sheepfold, God. I have been obedient putting my hands to that which you've called me to do. And, Daddy God, I need some help. I need you to take my pebbles right now, Father. I need you to take those things that I've been putting out there and bring about a divine deliverance, Lord. A supernatural overflow, Father. As you begin to pour harvest. When Peter and them went back out again to fish, as at your command, Lord, they said, I've been doing this all night. But nevertheless, as you tell me, I will do. And they got a harvest so big, they had to get some help to bring it in. Lord, you cannot multiply nothing. Because 
Something times nothing equals nothing. But you can multiply whatever little has been out there. I have taken what little I've had, Lord, and sown, and I'm sowing, and I'm looking to sow more. Lord, I need divine deliverance. I need finances to pour in. The enemy is trying to take us out, Lord. He is strategically positioned us, Lord, but God. I need help for the attorneys. I need to put him on the list right now. I thank you for reminding me, Father. I'm lifting that man up right now. Thank you, Father God, for reminding me that. I need to carve the different marketing strategies. Just need help. I just need help, Lord. I'm walking in the realm of the supernatural. I have an expectation that you will meet it. Faith is the evidence. Now faith is evidence of things hoped for. Faith is concrete and real. I look at what you've done for me in the past, Lord. I'm standing on your word. I just put your word out there. It should not come back to your void. I'm standing on your promises, Lord. You are not a man that you should lie, Lord. Father God, it's areas in my life that you've shown me that I have died in, Lord, so that now I have power. Mm, mm, mm. I have power. I'm not saying, oh, Lord knows I'm far from perfect, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I'm far from getting it all together, Lord. But one thing I do recognize, love covers a multitude of sins, Daddy God. Thank you, Lord, for just holding on to me and my family, Jesus. In your holy name I pray, amen. Oh,
promise you the sun is going to come out tomorrow. I don't care what situation you find yourself in at this time. I promise you that if you hold on just a little while longer and tell God these words.
Try to get this reading going on. Morning. Huh? I just said good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you? Well, good morning. How about you? Moving around, doing things. <clears throat> All right, did Cheryl make it on the line? Yes, she did. Uh, let me pray for you now. So, um, if you know, if you need to leave, you can. You ready? Yeah. All right. Desha. Ah, very, very, very detailed instructions. You are hearing from me, says God. You hear my voice, but you struggle to see, is this really of God? Is this just something I'm hearing? I'm looking for clarity. Should I do this? Should I not? You are hearing from him distinctly. But you're struggling in the area of discernment. Recognizing his voice. Mm. Holy Spirit, Clear that up with her in that area. Let her hear from you clearly, Lord. Show her when you are speaking, when the enemy is speaking, and when her flesh is speaking, whether it be her flesh or her soul, it's all still categorized as flesh in this arena. Holy Spirit, help her to line up properly, 
spirit, soul, and body properly, Lord. Shatter her. Teach her how to override herself in her soulish areas. Teach her how to override her hurt, her pain, her bitterness, her despair. Teach her how to override her senses, her emotions, her feelings, and to walk in the leadership of the Holy Spirit, Father God. Teach her how to let your spirit set up the proper order and feed your spirit into her spirit, which will feed her soul, which will feed her flesh, Lord. Teach her how to walk in that arena and to trust you, Father God. Grow her up in the giftings of God so she can begin to rise up and to be used as you are calling her to be used, Lord. For there is a calling on her life that is beginning to burn. It is beginning to increase, Lord, and she's not quite understanding but she is beginning to sense this, Lord. She is beginning to sense, Lord, it's something that I need to be doing other than what I am doing. There's someplace else I need to be other than where I am at, Lord. I was just talking about David and Shakurah, but minding the sheep, being obedient in the sheepfold, but yet you were preparing him to be a king, Lord. The same is with her. You are preparing her right now for where you are taking her into, Lord. Let her begin to see that and move in accordance with that, Father. In accordance with that, Father. That will give her peace in the midst of the struggle. That will give her hope in the midst of the despair. That will give her vision in the midst of dimness and darkness. That will give her life in the midst of death. Wrap your arms around her. I plead your Holy Ghost anointed blood over her life, over her destiny, and over her family, Jesus. Your precious Holy Ghost anointed blood, Lord, place a hedge of protection around her seven degrees of separation, Father, mm, mm, mm. so that it can all rise up to be used by you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 I wasn't in no hurry. That was a good prayer. Oh, I mean, I know you know. I know enough. You had to go to work or whatever. I mean, you know what I mean. Somebody come in. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, I'm at home. I'm off. Oh. Oh well. Okay. Well. Good. Now you can pay attention to the reading. Yep. Okay. But there are not many of God's children who, never having had the deeper experience of the cross, are yet powerful in witnessing and appear to be greatly used by the Lord. The Bible indicates that there is an oil very much like the holy anointing oil in Exodus 30 and 33. It is compounded like the holy anointing oil, but it is not the holy anointing oil. Do not be taken in or flattered by your own success or fame. Take note only as to whether or not the old creation, including everything which comes by birth, has gone through the cross. Any power we possess before the flesh is put to death is certainly not the power of the Holy Spirit. Those with spiritual insight who live on the other side of the curtain well, well appreciate that such success is not a shred of spiritual value. Only after a person is actually condemned his flesh and begins to walk according to the Spirit will he receive the real power from God. Otherwise, it will be his flesh that will be endued with spiritual power. How can one's spirit receive special power if the flesh has not experienced death? Since the flesh rules by its own energy and invariably suppresses the spirit, 
The power of God descends only upon that spirit which is full of his Holy Spirit. This is the sole possibility. No other way can there be for the dynamism of the Holy Spirit to flow out. Is it not true that when a vessel is already full, any added power will naturally overflow? To receive power, therefore, it is necessary for us to die to the old creation and learn how to walk in the Spirit. Every Christian ought to seek the power of the Holy Spirit. To understand it mentally is not enough. Mm, okay. Ooh, let that sink in. <laughs> Every Christian ought to seek the power of the Holy Spirit. To understand it mentally is not enough. His spirit must be engulfed by the heavenly power. The effectiveness of one's work depends upon whether he has the experience of being so immersed in the Holy Spirit. God's spirit requires an outlet, but alas, in how many can he actually find that outlet? There are hindrances of sin, pride, coldness, or self-will, or reliance on the soul life. God's power has no exit. We have too many other sources of energy. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. We have too many other sources of energy besides his. Mm. Mm, Jesus. I'm going to read that one again. God's spirit requires an outlet. But alas, in how many can he actually find that outlet? There are hindrances of sin, of pride, of coldness, of self-will, or reliance on the soul life. God's power has no exit. We have too many other sources of energy besides his. In seeking the might of the Holy Spirit, we must keep our mind clear and our will alive, thereby guarding ourselves from the enemy's counterfeit. Oh, come on now. Ooh, Jesus. Mm. Woo! All right, come on. And (laughs) the might of the Holy Spirit, we must keep our mind clear and our will alive thereby guarding ourselves from the enemy's counterfeit. The enemy's got to counterfeit people. Mm. We also must let God purge from our life anything sinful, unrighteous, or doubtful that our total being may be presented to the Lord. We then should receive the promise of the Spirit through faith, Galatians 3 and 14. Rest in God, trusting that he will fulfill his word in due course. Do not, however, forget his promise. (laughs) Should there be a delay, (laughs) should there be a delay, use the opportunity for closer scrutiny of your life beneath his light. Gladly accept any feeling which does come with the power. But if God deems it suitable not to accompany power with feeling, simply believe he has indeed fulfilled his word. How does one judge whether he has received the promise or not? 
by looking into his experience. He who has received power has his spiritual senses sharpened and also possesses an utterance not of this world to witness for the Lord. His work is effective and bears lasting fruit. Power is the basic ingredient for spiritual service. Upon receiving the enablement of the Holy Spirit, a believer grows very sensitive to his spirit senses. He should keep his inner man continually free, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow out of his life in and through his being. To keep the inner man free is to maintain it in an operative condition for the Holy Spirit. Suppose God, for instance, sends a believer to lead a meeting. This one spirit must be open. He should not come to the meeting with the spirit loaded down with many cares or weights, else this shall afflict the whole meeting with heaviness, creating a difficult and unbearable situation. The one who leads should not carry his burden to the meeting and expect the congregation to set him free. Oh, God. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. The one who leads should not carry his burden to the meeting and expect the congregation to set him free. Anyone who relies on the response of the congregation to relieve him of his burden is doomed to failure. When he enters the meeting place, the leader's spirit must be light and unbound. Many who attend are teeming with burdens. Hence, the leader first must release them through prayer, him, or truth before he can deliver God's message. He cannot expect to unshackle others while he himself is bound with unbroken fetters. <laughs> it should be clearly borne in mind that a spiritual gathering is the communion of spirit with spirit. The messenger delivers his message out of his spirit, and the hearer receives God's word with his. Were the spirit of the messenger or the hearer to be weighted down and under bondage, it will be powerless to open to God and to respond to his word. Accordingly, the leader's spirit should be free in order that initially he may unloose the spirit of the congregation and then may deliver God's message to them. We must have the heavenly power to achieve powerful work. All righty then. Hmm. We must have the heavenly power to achieve powerful work. But we must keep our spirit constantly open to let that power freely flow from our spirit. The manifestation of power varies in its measure. The experience a Christian has of Calvary measures that of pen. Oh, God. The experience a Christian has of Calvary measures that of Pentecost. If a man's spirit is unbound, God's spirit can work. Okay, in other words, the experience Christian has in death measures that of the release of power. Occasionally in working, one may experience his inner man being shut in, especially in performing personal work. This may be due to the condition of the other party. The latter may not have an open spirit or mind to receive the truth, or he may harbor improper thoughts which blocks the spirit's outflow. 
Such a state will hem in the spirit of the worker. We know quite often whether we are able to perform any spiritual service by merely observing the attitude of the other party. If we find our inner being is closed in by him, we are not able to deliver the truth to that one. Now, now were we to force ourselves to labor upon encountering the shutting in of our spirit, we'll probably work not with it, but with our mind. Yet, only work done with the spirit accomplishes lasting results. Whatever is produced by the mind lacks spiritual power. Our efforts should lose their effectiveness if initially we do not prepare ourselves through prayer and by setting our spirit free for the delivery of God's word. We must learn how to walk after the spirit so that eventually we may know how to work by it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All then. You sound like Erica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sound like Erica, right? <laughs> I probably feel like Erica about right now. <clears throat> but there are not many of God's children who never, having had the deeper experience of the cross, are yet powerful in witnessing and appear to be greatly used by the Lord. When he's talking about the deep experience of the cross, we were just talking about earlier about us going through situations and circumstances when we are found we are overwhelmed, can't handle it, it's over our head. And how it humbles us, but we cry out to God and he delivers us. That's a, a that's a process of you going through death because you you and you are allowing that you know, and it might just be, in all honesty, it might be, it might be out of self-preservation. Okay, let's be real about this. We don't, we don't, we don't eagerly walk into death, natural or spiritual. Death is death. We don't eagerly look forward to it, walk into it, accept it. So God will use different motives, different situations and circumstances to get us to the position of where we will die to ourselves, die to our understanding, die to our ways. That's part of the process that God uses to help us die at Calvary with Jesus. And then after we have died, then the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit can rise up inside of us. But there are many, but there are not many of God's children who never having had the deeper experience of the cross are yet powerful in witnessing and appearing to be greatly used by the Lord. The Bible indicates that there is an oil very much like the holy anointing oil, Exodus 30 and 33. It is compounded like the holy anointing oil, but is not the holy anointing oil. Do not be taken in or flattered by your own success or fame. Take note only as to whether or not the old creation, including everything which comes by birth, has gone through the cross. Any power we possess before the flesh is put to death is certainly not the power of the Holy Spirit. Those with spiritual insight who live on the other side of the curtain well appreciate that such success has not a shred of spiritual value. I was talking on a, on a product, like I said, I don't know which minister, and I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about in the Word of God that God would, might have been Josh. I'm not remember who it was, but he told him that he should have good success 
and was pointing out why would he tell them to have good success. Well, evidently, if it's a good success, there must be a bad success. See, success in the eyes of the world is totally different from success in the eyes of God. I'm going to just let that one just sit on you for a minute. Only after a person has actually condemned his flesh and begins to walk according to the Spirit will he receive the real power from God. Mm. Otherwise, it will be his flesh that will be endued with spiritual power. How can one's spirit receive special power if the flesh has not experienced death? Since the flesh rules by its own energy and invariably suppresses the spirit. Hold up, wait a minute. The flesh is, uh, I rule by me. My One of my main objectives is to make the Holy Spirit, make your spirit shut up and I'm in control. That's the flesh. So God's not going to give the flesh more power to rule. How can one spirit receive special power if the flesh has not experienced death? Since the flesh rules by its own energy and invariably suppresses the spirit, the power of God only descends upon that spirit which is full of his Holy Spirit. This is the sole possibility. No other way can there be for the dynamism of the spirit to flow out. Is it not true that when a vessel is already full, any added power will naturally overflow? To receive power, therefore, it's necessary for us to die to the old creation and learn how to walk in the Spirit. Every Christian ought to seek the power of the Holy Spirit. To understand it mentally is not enough. There we go. Yeah, I need to know what I'm saying. I need to know how this is working. I need to know why. How about you need to trust God? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave y'all toes on y'all feet right now. Y'all might need to walk a little bit. To understand that mentally is not enough. His spirit must be engulfed by the heavenly power. The effectiveness of one's work depends upon whether he has the experience of being so immersed in the Holy Spirit. God's spirit requires an outlet. But alas, in how many can he actually find that outlet? There are hindrances of sin, of pride, of coldness, of self-will, or of reliance on the soul life. Ooh, sin, sins of omission, sins of commission, pride, I got this. Coldness, no, I done been there before. Mm-mm, I ain't trying, I ain't trusting, Mm-mm, I done been hurt, Mm-mm. I'm good. Self-will. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Self-will. <laughs> do what I want to do. Or alliance of the soul life. I know what I'm doing. I understand this. I can do this. I've had enough schooling. I've had enough education. I can go and heal the sick in the name of Jesus. Really? Good luck on that one. God's power has no exit. We have too many other sources of energy beside his. What are we relying on? Me included. I'm cutting my knees off. I ain't going for the toes. 
What are we relying on to give us strength to endure outside of God? To give us the ability to persevere outside of God. Hmm. Okay, what are our vices? Oh, y'all didn't understand that. Let me come. What's your vices? What's them things that you just love to do when you know you need to be doing something else for trusting God? Oh, did I have to go there to make y'all get some understanding? Too much TV, radio, doing this, doing that, rather than leaning, trusting, meditating on God? Okay. No, no, now y'all hear me. Mm-hmm. And seeking the might of the Holy Spirit, we must keep our mind clear and our will alive. Hold up. Wait a minute. What must we do? We must keep our mind clear and our will alive. You mean all those thoughts that are contrary to that which we need to be doing here, we got to keep it clear and our will alive so that we can hear from God, see what God is doing, and then move in that direction and yield to him. If we want to walk in the might of the Holy Spirit, Thereby guarding ourselves from the enemy's counterfeit. Whoa, wait a minute. The enemy's what? Counterfeit. It looks real. It might even smell real. But it ain't real. How can you tell the difference? By the discernment of the word of God. But you can't walk in discernment if your mind is not clear. To hear what God is telling you to hear. To see what God is showing you. Because your self-will might rise up about what you want to do anyway. And you choose to walk in that. Then when we end up with mud on our face, whose fault is it really? But we still have a tendency to blame God for getting us, allowing these things to happen when he clearly showed us or he was speaking to us, but we didn't we didn't take the time to clear. See, it's our responsibility to keep our mind clear. Cast down imaginations. That's our responsibility. When something pops up that is not in direction with God is telling, showing you, or his word, it's your responsibility to cast it down. And when it gets too strong for you to cast it down because it keeps popping up, keeps popping up, then what do you do? That's when you surround yourself. That's when you start playing music or word of God or whatever. You start feeding yourself. Like I was telling Erica, she needs to talk to her brother regarding him. That's when you got to start feeding yourself. Evidently, what you got in you is not strong enough to push off what is coming against you. So then you must start feeding yourself faith by speaking, eating, reading, or, or music of God. That's feeding your spirit, man. It's feeding your, your, your spirit with the word, with faith. That's helping your spirit to begin to be built up so it can help push off that which the enemy is coming against you because he's coming. He's coming. He ain't coming, he there. And But what's, what's hilariously funny is because so many of us are so beat up, badgered, cold, what, what all them things I was just reading about, we do it to ourselves. We don't need have the enemy just, all he got to do is just prick us 
and then we just go into that instant mode, and we just keep kicking ourselves. He don't even have to kick us. So he, so we, we ain't even got to worry about fighting off the enemy because we we beating up ourselves. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me keep reading. In seeking the might of the Holy Spirit, we must keep our mind clear and our will alive, thereby guarding ourselves from the enemy's counterfeit. We must also let God purge from our life anything sinful, unrighteous, or doubtful, that our total being may be presented to the Lord. We then should receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Galatians 3 and 14. Rest in God. Trusting that he will fulfill his word in due course. Oh, due course. <laughs> in due course, that means we got to stand and stand there for. Mm. Do not, however, forget his promise. Should there be a delay? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to interject Sam. Wow, there is a delay. <laughs> okay? I mean, you know, there are times when it happens, but let's say... While most of the time when there is a delay, use the opportunity for closer scrutiny of your life beneath his light. Mm. Not our light, his light. Remember before when I was talking about the different lightings, especially now with all the CSIs and the things we got nowadays, how in the natural light or the fluorescent light we see things, but then they bring in that that blue light or that, that other light and they see all the germs. They see all the all the all the dirt beneath because they got a different type of light. Even though the mop might have hit the floor, but now we still see all the blood splatters in the DNA that the mop didn't get up because now it's under a different type of light. That's the same thing with God. When we use His light to reveal the um, let me refrain that. When God uses His light and He reveals it to us, and we and He begins to show us us. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep reading. Should there be any I'm delay? I'm saying ouch. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm saying ouch. I'm just saying. Keep going. Should there be any delay, use the opportunity for closer scrutiny of your life beneath his light. Oh, really? Gladly accept any feeling which does not come with the power. But if God deems it suitable not to accompany power with feeling, simply believe he has indeed fulfilled his word. Feelings. Got to learn how to walk outside of your feelings and walk in faith and the word of God. Gladly accept any feeling which does come with the power. Sometimes we do have those emotional feelings. Sometimes we do, yes, I can feel it, God. Yes, I see it. And you, you, you feel that inside of you. And yes. But if it, God deems it suitable not to accompany power with feeling, why would he do that? Because you have to learn how to walk according to his word, regardless of how you feel. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord Jesus. Regardless of what it looks like. Regardless of what the doctor says. The banker said, the mortgage company said, the teacher said, <laughs> oh, Ooh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. 
In other words, God will tell me something, and I don't even feel like jumping up and saying hallelujah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm just really in a moment of just, okay, God. See, that's that, and you just receive it. Because sometimes, you know what, let's be real, sometimes you are just that broken. You are just that battered, that beat down, and that worn out. Oh, Lord. But you just receive it with a simple yes, and you just keep pressing on anyway. Talked about, you know, when, when he told me about my mother. Everything was contrary <laughs> to what he told me. But I forced myself to keep my mouth shut. And when I did speak, it was not negativity. Most of the time when I was at that point, it was literally screaming in anguish. That was just my spirit crying out. But I, I, I purposely put in my mind that I would not say anything contrary to what God had told me. I was not at a point that I could cast down imagination because it was too real to me. She walked around talking to her dead sisters. Come on now. You can't you get much realer than that. But I would not, not let nothing come out of my mouth contrary to what my God told me, even though I was at a point of, really, God? But then step by step, he began to show and begin to confirm that. See, that was me walking outside of feelings. That was me walking outside of of what I see. See, I'm going to read that one more time. He says, gladly accept any feeling which does come with the power. It's a great when you get in power. When God says something, you feel that anointing, and you're like, yes, and we can go do it. But how about when you're on the other side and he says something, can you walk on then? That's where he needs you to be. That's what Jesus was at Calvary. I'm sorry, in Gethsemane. He was on such an opposite side. Oh, God, no, 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 take this from me. But he was dying in the garden before he even got to the cross. And I'm going to keep reading. Gladly accept any feeling which does come with the power. But if God deems it suitable not to accompany power with feeling, simply believe he has indeed fulfilled his word. How does one judge whether he has received the promise or not? Hmm. By looking into his experience. He who has received power has his spiritual senses sharpened and also possesses an utterance, not of this world, to witness for the Lord. You know, in the Word of God, he talks about the moanings and the groanings of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you might not speak in tongues, but you can show, go, mm. Mm, mm, mm. 
that's the moanings and groanings in your spirit, man. It's just God, because you, you're just fighting and grappling with something. Just and you're trying to stand. You're trying to see. You're trying to understand. You're trying to basically just to make it through another day. And all you can do is just, oh Jesus. Mm mm mm. You you yourself. That's why Erica gets to the point, you know, and, and just and just just because you just. Mm-hmm. He who has received power has his spiritual senses sharpened and also possesses an utterance not of this world to witness for the Lord. His work is effective and bears lasting fruit. Power is the basic ingredient for spiritual service. Wait a minute. It's the basic ingredient. That's just trying to make a meatloaf without meat. Power is the basic ingredient. Upon receiving the enablement of the Holy Spirit, a believer grows very sensitive to his spirit senses. He should keep his inner man continually free, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow out his life in and through his being. To keep the inner man free is to maintain it in an operative condition for the Holy Spirit. Suppose God, for instance, sends a believer to lead a meeting. This one's spirit must be open. He should not come to the meeting with the spirit loaded down with many cares or weights. Else this will afflict the whole meeting with his heaviness, creating a difficult and unbearable situation. The one who leads should not carry his burden to the meeting and expect the congregation to set him free. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Lord, I need help. I need direction. I need this. Wait a minute, God. I got my own problems and concerns, and you expect me to go and preach to somebody else, to teach somebody else? Okay, y'all might not be out there preaching and teaching, but you God sends somebody across your path, and he wants you to speak a word to him. You got to put your stuff aside so that you can touch this other person because God sent them into your life. And you don't even know what, how, when, or where, but something inside of you recognizes, I got to, I need, I feel I got something that needs to be done, and I'm the, I'm the only one, ain't nobody else around. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? I got to get me out of the way. Yes, you can. Yes, you're supposed to. We're to watch one another's feet. Anyone who relies on the response of the congregation to relieve him of his burden is doomed to failure. Wait a minute. You know what? Wait, wait. I got to get. See, now I'm talking about a leader right now. Okay? And actually, this is the same principle that we need to have. Okay? I understand we're going to church because we need help. But how about recognizing that you can get help? Right then and right there by you yourself getting in touch with your God. That's the mindset that you need. In other words, I don't need to be relying on somebody else to get me to where I need to be. 
Now, with all the different aspects and all the different points in this journey, and yes, there is a there is an assembling together of what we are called to need to do. I'm not saying that, but our mindset in general needs to be that of I have a direct connection with God myself. I can go to God myself. I can get an answer from God myself. That's what he's growing us up to. Now, yes, there are times that, that we need each other. On this line, there are times that we need each other, and we feed each other. I'm not disputing none of that. But our mindset as a whole needs to be that in case y'all don't call in on this line, that I can go to Jesus myself. Because I might be in a position, like I'm just, I'm sure someone's stranded on the road. He might be in a position, the tire blew out, and he had no phone. He can't call home. He can't do this. He got to be in a position that he can handle the situation himself because of he's got a great and enough expectation from his daddy God to give him what is needed. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Anyone who relies on the response of the congregation to relieve him of his burden is doomed to failure. When he enters the meeting place, the leader's spirit must be light and unbound. Many who attend are teeming with burdens. Hence the lead. Oh, shit. I'll go back. I should have. Mm. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to read this. Mm. Many who attend are teeming with burdens. Hence the leader first must release them through prayer, him, or truth before he can deliver God's message. He cannot expect to unshackle others while he himself is bound with unbroken fetters. Now, mm, we're talking about a leader. We were just talking about, I'm going to read this here, gladly accept any feeling which does come with power, but if God deems it, Suitable not to accompany power of feeling, simply believe he has fulfilled his word. As God grows you up in his word, that you get to the point that you can walk outside of your feelings, outside of that, and still understand and trust God to bring you through. As God grows you up to become in a leadership position, you know why that's necessary? Because the majority of times, if you are truly a leader from God, you got more burdens and shackles than the people you're dealing with. You got more weights and things come being attacked because you are the leader. He's coming at you full force, 365 and a quarter, to stop you because you have a direct effect on others. But yet you must learn how to put your stuff aside, trust in God. See, that's what he's talking about, how you let Jesus carry your yoke. You got to learn how to walk in that level. And yeah, these are there, but right now I've got to give of myself. I can't give of myself if I'm walking in my own cares and concerns. So he has to train you how to walk outside yourself so that you can be effective letting the power of God flow through you because they are not quite yet at that point where they too can walk outside themselves. But you got to grow them up in Christ as Christ is giving you direction how to pour, how to teach, how to know, and how to let them mm, relate with God on a one-on-one relationship with themselves. Erica wants to minister to leaders, to ministers. 
because so many of them are walking around burdened and shackled, and they who can they release it to? Who they don't even understand. They don't even know. They probably might not even have a desire because who they're so used to walking in that level of shatteredness, but they can't get free themselves. I'm gonna just keep reading. Jesus. It should be clearly borne in mind that a spiritual gathering is a communion of spirit with spirit. The messenger delivers his message out of his spirit, and the hearer receives God's word with his. Were the spirit of the messenger or the hearer to be weighed down and under bondage, it will be powerless to open to God and respond to his word. Accordingly, the leader's spirit should be free in order that initially he may unloose the spirit of the congregation and then may deliver, deliver God's message to them. We must have the heavenly power to achieve powerful work, but we must keep our spirit constantly open to let that power freely flow from our spirit. The manifestation of power varies in its measure. The experience a Christian has of Calvary measures that of Pentecost. If a man's spirit is unbound, God's spirit can work. The experience a Christian has of dying, subjecting himself, humbling himself, letting go of himself, mortifying the flesh, his soul life, his own will, to that of God. To that degree that you have allowed yourself to die by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, to that degree does the power of God effectively flow through your life. I don't want to deal with this. I don't like where I'm at. This ain't going on. I don't like... Mm-hmm. Is this where God put you at? Then seek him for the strength to endure it. Seek him for the wisdom to navigate it. Seek him for the understanding so he could show you what it is that he wants you to see. See, these are all aspects of submitting, dying, and humbling yourself. I'm going to just keep reading. Occasionally in working, one may experience his inner man being shut in, especially in performing personal work. This may be due to the condition of the other party. The latter may not have an open spirit or mind to receive the truth, or he may harbor improper thoughts which block the spirit's outflow. Such a state will hem in the spirit of the worker. We know quite often whether we are able to perform any spiritual service by merely observing the attitude of the other party. If we find our inner being is closed in by him, we are not able to deliver the truth to that one. You don't beat nobody over the head with the Bible. What happened when when you got beat over the head with the Bible? You went the other way. You shut up or you argued, fussed, and fought. It wasn't until you got to the point in your own walk, maturity, 
tired and just growing up that you began to receive those things God was telling you as a youth. Ooh, did I just say that? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you can have a bomb McGillia because you just got cut. Now, were we to force ourselves to labor upon encountering the shutting in of our spirit, we would probably work not with it, but with our mind. Yet, only work done in the spirit accomplishes lasting results. Whatever is produced by the mind lacks spiritual power. Our efforts should lose their effectiveness if initially we do not prepare ourselves through prayer and by setting our spirit free for the delivery of God's word. We must learn how to walk after the spirit so that eventually we may know how to work by it. Okay, I think I've said enough. Wow. Some of y'all say, oh, glad I'm, he sent me that text to call in. I'm, I wish I had not seen it until an hour later. <laughs> Nice to be at work now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. How about we listen to a song? Let somebody got sick. Cause I ain't saying nothing else. I don't say enough.
He did not lead me to a point to let me go. He said, my ladder will be greater than my former. Yes. That's his word. And it will not come back to him void. Slay in my giant in the name of Jesus. I'm praising my God for the victory. I just thank you, Father God. Just praise you. Woo! Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm still swinging. I got a lot of giants. Swinging, baby. Hey, keep swinging. Keep swinging. Hey, this is your salvation. You got to work that out. Keep swinging until you get a release. You swing on. We here with you. When I think of one, I think about another. There you go. There you go. There you go. Mm, mm, mm. Father, 
she can't go back to that which is familiar. She must now press on to that which you desire her to walk out to. Thank you, Lord. I'm praying for Felicia, Father. Encourage that woman of God. Be strong and be of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage. To face your giants. They mock you. They up underneath your house laughing at you. You face your giants. Let them know who you are. Let them know that you can't reside up here. You ain't paying no rent. Matter of fact, they stealing from you. Face your giants. Don't run back. Don't procrastinate. Don't put them off. You face them here. You face them now. You face them today. I'm praying for Erica, Father God. Use her in a mighty way, Lord. Release unto her the power that is needed so she can flow with the anointing that you called her to flow with, Father. Help her to get out of her own way and to roll with you, to flow with you, and to grow with you, Father. I'm praying for Gloria right now, Father. Let her begin to see in the spiritual arenas, Lord. Let her begin to see in the spiritual attitude. Father God, help her to know you, to experience you, Father, to flow with you. I'm praying for Pam. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hi, Arado. Turn that around. Turn that around. Turn that around. Thank you, Lord. Everybody that we lift up on the list, Lord, I'm praying for them. Who she can get in the country, in the country, in the the Lord, I'm going to say it like this, Lord, and you know where I'm coming from. I'm going to pray for your son, Mark Eaton Charles II. That's your child. That's your child, Daddy God. That's your child, Daddy God. Mm, in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the darkness, I'm praying for him right now, God, for you to release him, for you to grab hold of him and remove him from that which he is clinging to, Lord. He clings to that more than he clings to you, God. He clings to that. He runs to that. But it is not of you. And you will relieve, you will move, you will heal. You will keep him. You will love on him. Lead him back to where you know he needs to be. Woo! Amen. 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 
Anybody got anything?
Everybody just no. quiet. Hmm? No, I'm good. <laughs> you done too, baby girl? <laughs> I think you pretty much said it all this morning. <laughs> I said enough, that's for sure. I guess I need to stop swinging now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you still swinging, girl? <laughs> well, she done switched arms. <laughs> I had to end up look anything that's not of God. So many things. Oh. <laughs> I see her now. All throughout the day, she's gonna be slinging that on people. Gonna think she's waving at them. <laughs> Jesus, I, I, I'm glad I was obedient and told people to call in because I said, all right, okay, whatever. <laughs> Hey. Mm. At this point, you can call us crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I ain't mad at you at all. Not at all. Not at all. All right, well, if ain't nobody else got nothing, I'm going to say au revoir. Okay, all right. Instead of having a good day, have a slinging day. <laughs> <laughs> Sling on, Instant baby. Sling on. No, that's right. Bye. Bye, bye. <clears throat> Did you hear on the news that those people who were going?